Vince us up here. Welcome to Saturday Morning Superstar. Uh, that's not bad. channeling our midlife crisis with this podcast by reliving our youthful late 80s early 90s saturday morning ritual of watching syndicated professional wrestling huzzah our opening credits did you notice the change to the opening credits i did notice the change i did they they got rid of uh piper being an asshole coming down to the ring and they added some more macho they added macho i was wondering who they took out now with added macho Fifty percent more macho man. <laughs> it's extra strength macho. With so little of him in it originally, double macho is still almost zero. Well, I guess they figured since he was being featured on this episode a little bit more, uh, uh, they should probably add him into the the intro. How about he's the champion? They should add him into the intro. <laughs> Wait, who's the champion? How about if there's a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, he'd be on it. And he's not even in this intro. No, there's there's still there's still more Hulk in there than there is Macho, and Hulk is not even being mentioned. No, yeah, uh, Hogan and Warrior are still ending the intro, but we got Macho green, his green outfit with the uh, yes. winged eagle title. Yes, is that your favorite version of the WWF? Oh, always. Yes, if I if I got an authentic title, uh, you know, if my wife would let me buy one for thousands of dollars. It would be the winged eagle. Did I ever show you the picture of? Um, uh, I have a picture of me with the the current title. The, it was the universal title. Red or blue? Red, the red. And uh, a friend of mine. I was at a poker game one night, and um, uh, this guy is friends with uh, somebody that works within WWE and had a signed Kurt Angle universal title, like the real deal this thing had to be i don't know how much it was worth but he let me hold it and everything like i had it over my shoulder it was when the, it was right around the time when they the fiend had won the first bell i have to send you that picture it's one of my favorites do you like the the fiends like stretch skin of his own face title <laughs> have you seen I, that I, thing i i did just because it was different but i would never buy that no i would no no that would not be the title i would get i would get the winged eagle just because that's that's the sign of my youth right there. That Jeff Hardy face paint purple title <laughs> that's been floating around. That's probably the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. What did you think of the spinner title? I did not like the spinner title. No, good. Not even a little. There, there wasn't anything about it I liked. I liked it when it was Cena's. Yeah. Around the time where he still had the, the like rap gimmick. Yes, it made sense. I think that worked because... He was coming with the Spinner US title and then he had the Spinner world title. But then it started like following everybody. Then it didn't spin. Yeah. And 
it was a way it was around way too long. It was like 10 years of that thing. Uh, and on other people, it just didn't make a lick of sense. No. Um, yeah, I don't like any of the big logo belts. I, I don't like the current ones all that much. I like the, the, I think the one they have is the best version of it they've had since they started going with like a big logo in the center. Yes. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Like if, if you had the spinner, the scratch logo one that the rock debuted and then the network one, when they changed over of those three, mm-hmm. I think the current one's probably the best of those three. I agree. Uh, I don't, I think everything being shaped like that, uh, I, I don't even know what shape it is. It's like a, <laughs> kind of a circle, but not. No, it's not. Well, no, it's like a chevroni kind of thing that they they have. Yes. Of all of those type belts, I think the UK title looks the best of all those that kind of resemble the Universal slash WWE title. I think the UK one looks the best of all those, where it's still very nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, wing, winged eagle is probably my favorite. If I was gonna buy one, it'd be that, certainly, uh, or the the classic intercontinental, uh, or the big gold belt. I think those three would be the ones I buy. Yes, yeah, the big old belt. <laughs> my second favorite WWF championship was uh, the Eddie Guerrero error t- tattooed looking pirate ship thing. Nice. The the, the undisputed one. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Very good. Very good. But yeah, all right, back to this show. Holy cow. <laughs> um, Let's go back th- in time again. This is the Groundhog Day slash Live, Die, Repeat slash yes. ha- Happy Death Day episode. Okay. Oh, you haven't watched the last two weeks? Well, let me just, let's just re-inform you of everything that happened. <laughs> I started taking notes of the people we'd seen before. And by the end, I think it would have been easier to list the people we hadn't. Yes. Including including the red tights. Yes. Uh, we are once again. Exactly. From Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, because. Again. Because we never left. Uh, let's be honest. It's a, it's a hot, it's a hotbed of wrestling activity in Kalamazoo, Michigan, that they could just stay there for three weeks and have a packed house every single week. Yeah. I'm not buying it. I'm thinking it's the, the same <laughs> show. Uh Perfect did do a uh, wardrobe change. He's in a new shirt and he has a mm-hmm. uh, he has a tie that resembles a turkey autopsy. Have you seen? Look at this. Thing. <laughs> it's blood awesome. red with like this feathery looking pattern. Nice. Um, because you know he's got the same jacket, but he yeah changes that out to to enhance the fact that it's not the same day. No, because it is uh, correct posture month. We're actually in a new month. It is. As far as airing goes, because this thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, they, we've been in April, and this is the first one that goes in May. So it's correct posture month. Mm-hmm. And uh, the puns Ugh. resemble that. I I, I think, well, well, we've set ourselves into a trend now. Obviously, they're trying to find something that they can... Uh, between Vince and Perfect, they try and figure out who can get the most bad dad jokes in <laughs> as, as possible. Uh, in this, so so Vince picks up on you know how uh, you know last week it was the um, uh, what was it Kalamazoo was the uh, Kaopectate. Uh, yes, Kaopectate, home of Kaopectate, and then this week it is correct posture month. So. You know, he picks up on these little these little nuggets and decides, okay, 
Let, let's go back and forth and see who can come up with the most bad dad jokes. I think Perfect won this week, actually, because yeah, Perfect Perfect blew him out of the water. Because my my favorite was uh, uh, that he has a hunch. Yes, and I was like, <laughs> that was a good one. I, I like the, uh, the not politically correct, orthopedically correct. Orthopedically correct, yes. <laughs> yes. He's no slouch. No slouch. And uh, the endless backbones. Yes, spineless, uh, uh, no backbone macho man, yes. Yeah, Very good. With, in under two minutes, we got the preview of the show. We're going to hear from Savage. Our uh, name versus name is Warrior versus Skinner. Yes, which did not go the way I thought it would go, but okay. Uh, the tag team champs are back, Money Incorporated, and that's uh, this is when I realized, hey, this is the second time this crowd's going to see them. Yes. Because um, mm-hmm. the first episode that they have uh, listed on the network was the first one we did, and, the, and Money Inc. was on there. Yes. Uh, and it's still emanating from the same place, so these guys have already seen these guys. Yeah, twice. Yeah, they start showing Uh, people in the audience twice too. I noticed some some like doubles uh, of of crowd shots. When we went to that marathon taping in Penn State, they didn't move the crowd around, right? You didn't. I don't remember them ever. You know, our seats didn't move. No, we were always there. But when they would have close-ups on just one person or two people, like I was like, wait a minute, they showed that woman with the early '90s blonde haircut last week. Yeah, you're starting to recognize the crowd even more than yes, the wrestlers. Exactly, exactly. So we're gonna have the big boss man. We're gonna have the debut of Coco Beware and Owen Hart as High Energy. See, this is this is a point where I was not watching, so I never knew. First of all, I didn't know Coco Beware was still wrestling at this time. I thought he was done like late late eighties, um, and I never knew that Owen and and Coco were a tag team for a while so i was actually quite excited to watch that match yeah i mean there's an evolution of the outfits so you had uh brett go single mm-hmm. and then neidhart was kind of left doing nothing yeah so they paired him with owen for the new foundation and they started dressing like these neon taxi cabs yes then i don't know what happened to neidhart but they brought in coco to replace him hence high energy hence high energy and eventually Coco will uh, will also don the hammer pant. That's for later in the episode here, but my my riff on uh, um, Owen's getup. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. Yeah, and here we are, two minutes in, and we already got a match. Uh, Bossman's coming down to Hard Time. Of course. It's a good tune. I, I liked Hard Time. Hard Time was... Well, it made sense for his his gimmick, but I, I still say this gimmick does not age well. No, there's no way in in today's society, you know. And and Vince is pushing the, you know, he's the he's the uh, the wrestler of, of law and order, and and uh, there's kids, you know, holding up foam nightsticks. There the was crowd. so much boss man merch. I had yes. no idea you could buy this much boss man merch. <laughs> There was a there was a guy who uh, you know is like the dad, and he had a boss man hat. Mm-hmm. You had another guy with a foam nightstick. Yes, and then at the end you have that little kid with a wrestling buddy. Like boss man had had a lot of merch going on. Yeah, boss man was pretty over. Now, yeah, we were talking about there's no way they could do this now. Did you see he's wearing a Georgia patch with the Confederate flag on it? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Even Georgia doesn't have that patch anymore. <laughs> no. 
they they changed no. the flag 17 years ago. Yes. Not for today. This this whole game. No. And then they they show the foam nightstick, and then they show like the real one. And Vince says, you know, and there's the real one, just in case there's a little interrogation that needs to go. <laughs> like he's gonna beat the crap out of. Us. <laughs> yeah, just in case he has to has to beat on somebody <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> Against any civil rights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, our red tight, which is our Star Trek reference to all these jobbers that they have, the guy that you know is just there to lose, yes. uh, is Mark Roberts. Yes, who I don't remember seeing Mark before. No, he was he was new this week. He was definitely new this. Week. So, Bossman's a good guy, right? At this point, yes. At this point, uh, Bossman starts with an eye rake, <laughs> like his first move after <laughs> locking up is raking the guy in the eyes. Yes, which is a bad guy move. Yes. Um, <laughs> the picture picture immediately hits a, a boss man promo for himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, yes. Uh, it looks like they didn't give Nails a name yet. No, they don't know who it is. They just keep calling him the convict. Yeah. Or somebody's coming. This, this jailed person is coming within a week. Gets out in a week. Oh, cool. Maybe we'll see him next, next episode. That's what they said. So you might see him next episode. Yeah, and uh, but Bossman promises to be ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the picture picture goes away, the face Bossman is stepping on Mark Roberts' head. <laughs> like, like there's no legal moves he uses in this entire match. No, a a a, a chokehold, if you will. <laughs> yes, he does that. <laughs> he does. He chokes the guy. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there'd be riding in the streets against the boss man today. And there's people cheering him in Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> they love him. Uh, the, he does that Fred Flintstone wind-up uppercut. Oh, I hate that. Here's this, this move that he did all the time, and I got to get your opinion on this. He's got this, uh, you know, the, Ray Ray has the 619. He's got like this 911 thing. Oh, I know where he's like, yeah. He's on the second rope and he just yes. comes and just dra- drops his leg on him. Yes. Does that look like it hurts at all? No, it does not. Well, I, I, I'm going to say no in the sense because there's so much give. Yeah, it's bouncing ropes. around. It is bouncing around. But at the same time, Boss Man's a big guy. Yeah. So there's got to be something, you know, to it when he jumps on his back like that. Yeah. So I'll say maybe it hurts a little bit, but not as much as they make it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know hitting the rope is no joke because Enzo got knocked out in that match where he accidentally hit oh, the yes. bottom rope and he was done. Like, it, yeah. like he was completely out. He was cold, completely so. out. Yeah. I go back and forth going, I guess it would hurt if someone jumped on you while you're on the rope, but it's so bouncy. It looks like he's just like on, on a kitty trampoline. Or I know. I know. It looks like a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the ref trying to get out of the way of the second run? That was awesome. He like almost like leapfrogged. He does. Man. He has to jump over the boss man because the boss yeah. man does a baseball slide out and, and uh, goes for an uppercut. Well, the guy's still on the ropes bouncing. Yes. Uh, and he jumps, he goes off the ropes, heads across the ring and does a baseball slide. And the ref Slides. literally jumps over him. Exactly. Do you think that was planned or the ref was just like, I need to get out of the way? <laughs> no, I think he was just in the wrong spot. He's like, didn't know what to do. I thought, I thought they should have planned that. It was like, 
I'm just going to be in your way. Oh, it's great. That's like the equivalent of like the, when the referees like, you know, uh, um, talking to somebody outside the ring and they're they're hanging on over the rope and you just know somebody's going to come and jump over top of the referee to the people on the outside. <laughs> it is uh, at three minutes, 38 seconds-ish. Yes. Uh, when that happens. And the boss man looks up at the ref and just starts laughing. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Like after he's done the spot and does the uppercut, he looks at the ref It's like, sorry. <laughs> So it's, yeah, so you know that wasn't a play. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, it's a one-finger pin, which I thought was awesome. Yes, the big boss man slam finisher. He pins him with one finger, and he actually lifts his finger off before the three count. But the three count still goes off. I did not notice that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, you know. Yes, he's like he's like up and ready to go before before the ref even hits the floor with number three. That is that's that's real lazy. Like I'm I'm <laughs> barely pinning him as it is. Oh, it's great. Exactly. But yeah, before he pins him, he's choking him on the ground. Like there's no legal move this guy uses in the entire no, match, but no. he's a good guy. So this little kid kisses uh the boss band wrestling buddy. It's very cute. Oh. Um but uh this good guy cheated most of the match against a nobody. Like he really had to cheat on this one because yes. he definitely wasn't going to beat this guy well it, fairly. Uh, it, fair, fair and square now. Yeah, I mean, this good guy, he eventually steals uh, Big Show's dead father and feeds Al Snow his own dog. <laughs> same dude. I'm not sure he was ever good is all I'm saying. <laughs> he still does the handcuff bit, but he doesn't beat him with the nightstick. So I guess that's why he's good now. He just, he just handcuffs him to the rope. I mean, we don't have to worry because he's going to get hung seven later, seven years later. So yeah, right. <laughs> I think we're, we were at that show. Was that we WrestleMania 13? That was WrestleMania 15. 15. We were, we're there. Show. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Boss man dies in front of us. <laughs> His career did. It did. <laughs> our, it. our replay is of that move. I don't think hurts. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, no, the finisher, but then they go to the Fred Flintstone uppercut. One more time, because mm -hmm. I think it yes. just looks better. Yes. Oh, my. Mean Gene for the update, still brought to you by the WWF magazine uh, and the WBF magazine. I was going to say, from well, I don't know if it was brought to us by the WWF, from the pages of the WWF magazine uh, with the update brought to you by the WBF magazine. I gotcha. They're promoting two but it's because the second one is brought to uh, yeah, I don't know, it was very confusing magazine section WBF is bringing you the stuff from the magazine of the WWF yes <laughs> yes let's get both of our magazines in there gotcha uh, Gene is still wearing that hospice couch upholstery tie that he was sporting yep. last week so we're, we're still doing that date for the WBF championship June 13th yes from Lo Long Beach mark it on your calendars I don't want to do research for this show but I did <laughs> uh, oh that's something I would love to research just to see it I had to find out uh, here's the deal with this show the, okay. the June 13th WBF show is completely snake bit like lex luger was supposed to be kind of like the headlining personality yeah he gets into his motorcycle accident he can't be there oh no lou ferrigno 
was the big bodybuilding star that was going to lend it credibility. Yes. They can't come to terms on money. He's not there. He's not there. Nobody buys this pay-per-view. Wow. Vince will fold the WBF right after this show. So we probably will not hear about it after June. No, this this will be the end. That, that'll be it. That's all we have to do. Uh, Gene is recapping the Battle of the Urs. The Berserker, (laughs) Undertaker, Undertaker. with the non-match we saw last week. All the bedlam that went on at the end of the show. They replayed pretty much the whole uh, theft of the urn to the beatdown. This is weird how they set this up because they play the first half of it. Yes. And then they go to a Berserker promo. Right. Which I thought was okay, except for he starts getting a little weird with how he wants to get all his parts on Undertaker. Yes. Like, I got my shield on you, and I got my sword on you, then I got my hands on you. Yeah. He's like, okay, keep your parts away for me. For yeah, he, and he's wearing a tunic, so it wouldn't take much. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he's, got, he's got way too many parts. And then it goes back to the match. Right. After that. So it just didn't make sense to put the promo like right in the middle of of the recap of the match. They could have put it like at the beginning and then showed the, the recap and then gone to the, the Undertaker promo. Yeah, they left out the sword attack from the first part, mm-hmm. but they put it in at the other. Basically, I think that was like the, the big shot. Like he was trying to kill yes. him. It's like, yes. Now he had the broadsword, he hits him in the back. He just should have sliced him in half. That's all I'm saying. Like, just, <laughs> like, like the Black Knight from Monty like, Python, just take him in half. And, and there's, yes, that's the end of the Undertaker. Apparently, the, the only way that his sword works is if he thrusts it at you. He can't, you can't hit you with a side swipe because then it just bounces off you. you gotta sharpen that thing i mean <laughs> that's just bad staff work here's what i want to know there's a guy in the ring with a sword <laughs> trying to kill another guy who's already supposedly dead right why is there nobody trying to stop this man <laughs> well i guess that's why he's already dead i mean what more can he do really <laughs> you know he's I mean, I know it's all storyline, but come on. The thing that really looks like it could hurt is the fact that he keeps on hitting people with the... The, the shield that has a point. Yeah, it has a point in the middle. And it looks like Paul Bearer, Percy Pringle, takes a, a point to the noggin. He looks like he really gets whacked by the point. He does. You know, between those two things, they show the entire non-match match. Yeah. So you, you didn't miss a thing last week. You did not. They, you, they, you show it all. Yes. Uh, I like how Berserker is saying, look, I, I showed you that you're human. Uh, do you know actually do you realize what they didn't show from last week uh they didn't show getting back up no doesn't get back up so they did not show that part at the end they just yeah they just wanted to show that the undertaker took a beating and this guy can really do some damage and uh as far as you know if you didn't see last week he left him laying Mm -hmm. so uh, i kind of dug that it's good editing i find it interesting that gene thought the berserker was out of line (laughs) you think (laughs) you know what (laughs) he was he was out of line trying to kill another guy (laughs) i think he was out of line gene yeah i mean if you were a real wrestler and a guy came at you with a sword would you go dude calm down that's not what this is about. This is just wrestling. All we're trying to do is see which one of us can hold the other person's shoulders down. This is all this is about. One of us is going away with more money than the other, but that's it. Yes. Like you don't have to be you know, with the horns and the shield and the, and the stabbing. Well, it's a wrestling match. And the, and the Yeti boots. Yeah, yes. Stop huffing on me. 
<laughs> huff. It's not even a huff. It's a huff. It's like a. It's like a huff with a lisp. Yeah, it's, it is strange. Uh, I didn't know he was also as cross-eyed as Hacksaw. Do you see that? That's why I said, man. He's he's Hacksaw with a worse gimmick. Yeah, is what he is. They do a Paul Undertaker one. Paul absolutely looks like an uncooked Pillsbury crescent roll dough. <laughs> His complexion. I think he's the dead one because. <laughs> yes. He's, like the Undertaker looks dead. downright tan compared to Paul Bearer at this point. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. I love the I love the Undertaker, the old Undertaker promos, man. Um, it, it doesn't like he he could say like he could say like two lines and just like it doesn't matter. It's just like the way he looks. Like if you notice, like the the shot that they have on him, his the the eye that's in the back, his his right eye is completely dark, so you don't even see that. You just see the one eye with his hair coming down. Right, and like he could say anything. He could he could start like reciting like Doctor Seuss, and it would still sound cool with that look. <laughs> <laughs> I speak for the trees. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One fish, two fish, red fish, dead fish. We we have that promo from Papa Shango <laughs> later on in the episode. That's coming in, yes. That's coming up. Yeah. Here's where we start going Groundhog Day on this thing. Yes. Red tight, red oh, tailor. Red Red Tyler? Red Taylor or Red Tyler? I thought it was Red, Red Tyler. Is it Red Tyler? I guess I so. thought it was Red, Red Ty- Tyler. Red Tyler is now in blue. Yes. I remember him being in red last time. Well, this time he's in USA tights. Ah. He's got a little American thing going on there, which doesn't make any sense because he completely seems Irish. Yeah, he's, a, but, okay. yeah, he's pra- <laughs> practically set aflame. I mean, he's yes. super red-haired. He is, uh, he's back out. We saw him uh, earlier in the Kalamazoo tapings but uh, mm-hmm. not on this episode because so now the crowd has seen two red tights twice right uh did wait at this point maybe did have did we no oh, no no i'm sorry no 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 the the, the, the one is coming there's a couple more coming up later i'm, yeah. I'm out of line i didn't think i saw the one on the boss boss man match but no, uh, no, no. what we don't know is if there was a kalamazoo taping show before all this because we started with the first episode that's on uh the network but who knows if what the one before that was we'll have to see what next week is because it, it from from our knowledge it's they would tape four shows in one taping like they would tape a month's worth of shows so if next week still comes from kalamazoo michigan you could assume that the first one was the one that we watched right what I don't remember is if they only taped superstars or did they do challenge as well at the same place? That I don't know. Cause they didn't really like, if, if you were a, if you were an audience member there, they didn't really announce it that it was superstars or challenge. You just watched the match. Yeah. I'd have to see if there was a, I don't know if there, I guess there was a superstars banner. I'd have to, I wasn't paying attention in the uh, rafters. <laughs> Papa Voodoo Karma, the good godfather, is coming out. <laughs> you should have like a hoe trade with this one, but it's like all like all, dead. All zombie <laughs> hoes. All zombie hoes. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, he's uh, in the full 7-Up Uncola guy who played Punjab and Annie when he was in Live and Let Die. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that had to be the model. I saw Live and Let Die after, well after uh, I 
saw Papa Shango. Yes. But uh, the guy who played Punjab and Annie is dressed exactly like Papa Shango. Um, of course. So I'm like, that, there's where creative came from. Uh, yes. he, he has, I mean, he's got like an endless supply of gimmicks. He's got like a rattly stick. He's got a smoking skull. He had a bone necklace. Yeah, he had so much stuff. I just have written down, Shango has a lot of stuff. Yeah, I said 10 <laughs> pounds of gimmick in a five-pound bag. Uh, top hat, bone necklace, smoking skull. He's got uh, flames. He's got like the little yeah. flash paper. Yeah, he stuff. did the little flame thing. Yeah. yeah, apparently it is stinky. I mean, the audience are holding their nose and have like uh, their shirts over their face. So whatever incense is coming out of the skull must be kind of nasty. Uh, his cape looks like a silver shower curtain did you see this thing i was gonna say a, a, like a silver trash bag yeah yeah I, I, everything is like really really cool about him except for that yeah it's like they, they skipped on the cape a bit yeah that didn't make any sense uh they're doing a lot of picture in picture promos of the dude who's actually in the ring instead of the opponents this time around. Well, I think the, the reason they did that for, for Shango is because we really, you know, as I, as we've already stated, we don't know how many uh, episodes uh, had come before this, but they are really trying to introduce him. Um, I'm assuming he's a fairly new character at this point. So yeah, he was pretty new when he ran out at WrestleMania eight. Like you knew okay. that you knew of him, but, uh, but no, he wasn't fleshed out. I think you're totally right. So it goes, it, it makes sense to have him wrestling in the ring. So you can see his wrestling ability, but then they also do like a picture picture of him to you know give you a sense of what he's all about yeah which he certainly did in this promo <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's talking in verse yes he he does the he does the dr seuss promo about dead and red and mm -hmm. he does yeah curse of the living curse the living raise the dead river is flowing the river is red I'm thinking to myself, so he wants to raise the dead. I'm like, dude, Undertaker's there. WWF already did that. Sorry. <laughs> I was wondering why they didn't pair. I mean, I guess eventually the Ministry of Darkness does it, where they start pairing all the darkish characters together. Yes. But like Shango seemed to be like the perfect buddy of the Undertaker. Certainly. Um, Certainly. They would go hand in hand. Yeah. Skip down the aisle together. But I guess that never really happened. Shango, I remember him being so uh, punchy kicky, but I guess he always was, even in his other gimmicks. He had a, good, he had a lot of good moves, yeah. He, for being a, a bigger dude. He had my favorite move of the day. Okay. He, uh, it is uh, 12 minutes and like three seconds-ish in. Okay. Uh, he slings Tyler off the rope. Uh, picks him up and spin slams him 180 degrees by his face. Yes. It's awesome. I do. I, yes, I do have that here. Yes. It is, that, that was one of the better moves. It is phenomenal. Of the night. This is one of those moves where I ha I've never remember seeing it before. I've never seen it since. And it is just great. It looks like total whiplash. Yeah. Um, Shonda's getting tons and tons of heat. People don't like him. They don't like him. There's a lot of booze. There is certainly a lot of booze. So they like the guy that's already dead, but they don't like the guy 
that's trying to raise more of the guy that they like. <laughs> so again, why you should be teamed up with the Undertaker? You have this insane Viking that tried to stab you in the face. <laughs> Wouldn't you want a guy who could bring you back from the dead in your corner? Of course, it doesn't. It, it makes total sense. Well, he's already got Paul Bearer and the Aaron. Apparently, the Aaron like brings him back from no matter what. Yeah. So I, I, I would. He could just use Shango as like a backup to like if both. Oh, Paul lost the urn. <laughs> Shango, yeah, it'd be like a NASA thing. We have a backup for the backup. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Scoop slam and a Hogan leg drop. Uh, again, another person yeah. using Hogan's leg drop, which you'd think Hogan would have a problem with, anybody using his move. Well, Hogan's not around to say, that doesn't work for me, brother. I guess not. Uh, but it's not yeah. the finisher. The finisher ends up being like a really weak... A uh, shoulder breaker. Shoulder breaker. Yeah, it, it, that doesn't that he didn't hit well. No, the finisher should be throwing the guy in the ropes and spinning him <laughs> around 180 degrees and throwing him in the mat by his face. That would have been awesome. <laughs> How do you beat that? Yeah. Uh, also, I've noticed that they haven't gone to the uh, dumb names for the finisher related to your character. Not at this point. Like they haven't gone to the chick kick. They haven't gone to the belly to belly. Yes. The only one they have, they have named so far was the, the boss man's. They did say they call that the big boss man slam. Okay. So we're getting there. They do say there. So they're, they're, you're, they're, they're feeling out the territory on that, but they did not name this, this uh, shoulder breaker finisher as you know, the uh, the voodoo chili. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vince is teasing uh, a warrior feud of Papa Shango, uh, which is weird. Yeah, because the promos that happened at this taping, but aired at different times. You had the warrior promo two weeks ago, and then Sid coming out the next week that it aired, giving his two cents about the warrior. Um, I don't remember. And because it's 30 years ago, sure. I don't remember the uh, warrior really fighting too much with Sid, but I do, of course, remember him fighting with Papa Shango because they did that like uh, oily ooze coming out of his bangs. Yes. Uh, promo thing uh, a little bit down the road. So I wonder if Vince is already thinking, hey, maybe I'll pivot and do a uh, Shango warrior instead of Sid warrior. Well, it's all it's it's all about getting the feelers out there, you know. You get the feelers out there, then yeah. You know, and and Sid was not, you know, reliable as it was. So you never know when he was, you know, go go off to his next softball game. Uh, I would, you know, you gotta you gotta throw different people out, throw 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 new people in the hat. So if something would occur. And you go right to that. Yeah, and you got the uh, you got four people who are all kind of in the same match, so they can you can flip back and forth. You have yes. you can have Sid Hogan. If Hogan's no go, you go Wood Warrior Sid. If mm -hmm. Hogan is a go, you go Sid Hogan, and then you could do Warrior Shango. So I guess yeah, you, Shango. You could move him around. Exactly. Shango has his hat. It's got mistletoe on it. I think that's cute. But he's rushing the season a bit. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> Just looking for that special someone. Yes, Mama Shango. Mama Shango. <laughs> Come let Mama Shango bring you some. <laughs> Papa Shango's gimmick very similar to the Boogeyman. I'd say. Uh, yeah, I think the the Boogeyman was probably just a little bit more amped up with like you know eating bugs. And, 
worms. And that would have been a good tag team because they were both kind of up there. <laughs> they wouldn't yeah. have to be yeah. in the ring too long. Yeah, I could go for a Papa Shango boogeyman. I agree. I, yeah. What would that tag team be called? Uh, Papa Boogie. Papa Boogie. <laughs> And then he could go right into the, the Godfather with that. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Boogie and the Godfather. <laughs> uh, we're in the event center with Sean Mooney. Uh, he, he always talks about whatever happened last. So he's talking some voodoo and then throws uh, to a Tito Santana promo. Yeah, this was... This was so cringeworthy. First of all, I have to say they gave they gave Sean Mooney a new set. Did you notice that? I noticed that at all. Yeah, that that, that new set it it looked, new. It was like an, a new a la eighties Entertainment Tonight set with the with the TV in the background there and the, the big WWF logo on the TV. Right. Uh, that was not because last week he was just had like the green screen of all the TVs behind him, like he was in the control center. Right. Yeah. The last couple of weeks now he's got his own little like news desk that's uh, interesting to do his stuff from i didn't catch that yeah you're right and i'm not sure if they, they they actually had some music to go along with it too i wasn't sure if the music was uh new this week as well or if that was something that they used so yeah gave him a little bit more importance there i think all right but yeah the tito santana uh it was just god awful to watch like he he was going nowhere with it and he had he had nothing he couldn't he couldn't get a thought off the ground and he just ends it with ole yeah you know he's talking about um he's talking about training to become an almatador yeah do you remember that no <laughs> they had they did this thing this i remember uh seeing at the time like every week they would do this uh, vignette of him training to be a bullfighter. Oh God! And I, it it eventually led to him being in the ring with a bull, and I, I don't know. Probably I'd have to go back and see it, but it's probably clever editing where it looked like he was fighting the bull. But uh, yeah, and that's and then he came back with a gimmick because he was Tito Santana, just a dude, and now he's Tito Santana. El Matador. He was fine as Tito Santana as just the dude. I thought he was he was good as Tito Santana. Why did he need to be? Especially like this seems like it was later in his career. Like I don't remember oh, yeah. him much after El Matador. So why didn't they just just keep him as Tito Santana? Because he was fine. He had the flying forearm, which was cool. You know, he was in a bunch of different um, uh, tag teams. Uh, that seemed to work really, really well. Uh, but even when he was by himself, he was he was good. So I don't know why they did this. Well, I mean, they did the same kind of thing to uh, Ricky Steamboat, right? He comes back and he's the dragon, but now he yeah. has to be a dragon. Like he has yeah. to dress like a dragon. He's got to breathe fire. Like he just can't have the nickname. No, um, no, but no, yeah, no. It, it's pretty bad. Uh, a lot of these face promos... Like they have a checklist. Yeah, I I got like every single one was thank the fans. Mm -hmm. You're going. We're going to the top. Yes. I mean, like 
every single one said those to the exact same thing. Yes. I'm gonna, I would like to thank my fans. I'm heading for the top. They're all on their way to the top. But yeah, Tito had trouble. He's like trying to get his head around like the Matador training. Had nothing. He's like, it, it, Matador training was, was harder than karate. Harder <laughs> like, than martial arts. arts. Was, like, was it? Was it really? <laughs> Uh, Sin's up next, uh, and they let him speak. They did. It's not bad. He's okay here. He's, he he did okay with this. I I could not take my eyes off of Harvey Whippleman though. The oh entire God. promo, like I couldn't say I I couldn't tell you a, a single word that that Sid said except for how he rules the world at the end. I knew that was coming at the end because I think mm-hmm. and and I could be wrong on this, but I think Harvey wasn't actually there. they just green screened him in they comped him in yes just go back and look go back and look because i'm looking at the screen and i'm looking at harvey and i'm just like dude he's not actually in that promo it's just sid by himself and then they put harvey in there as like some sort of screen and he's just like reacting to everything that sid says at that particular point i don't think he was actually there well one thing's for sure this i mean there's one guy every week that lets me know that this i could have had a career in wrestling he does nothing <laughs> harvey whippleman no. does nothing not a thing doesn't say anything no does, nothing he barely mugs around he's just looking up at sid and he doesn't add anything to sid no sid is sid is pardon the pun but it's, he's vicious by himself yes you know he doesn't why is whippleman there just to just to mug to the camera and react to be a reaction to what Sid says, like I don't get it. The only thing he do, is there for is like scale. He's super skinny and super short, which makes Sid mm-hmm. look enormous. <laughs> so he's only there for for scale reference. I think that's yeah. He's like a living force perspective. That's the only thing he's there for. Like is is Whippleman the one that's supposed to rein Sid in? Like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> When Sean Mooney cuts to commercial after the promo, he calls him L. Sid. Oh God! Like I, I completely <laughs> missed that. Oh, that's unfortunate. I don't know if he just like combined El Matador and Sid. El Matador and Sid. L. Sid together. He's L. Sid. Next segment was probably the most storytelling of the night. And this is this was my favorite segment of the night, too. Yeah. You like this one? I did. Tatanka versus our red tight uh, Brian Costello. Yes. Uh, this guy has more body hair than Bigfoot. Yes, he did. And he's blonde and his chest is not. I was going to say, he was not a natural blonde. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, it's really tough to tell because he always looked like he was sideways and blurry. He kept, he kept, yes. Every time everybody was trying to take a picture from him, from the audience, he would just blur up. He just, <laughs> you couldn't get a good picture of this guy. No. He's very, very Sasquatchy. Uh, the kids in the audience are uncomfortably chopping, and yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of that. A lot of, a lot of uh, old school stuff that would not go over well today. Costello gets like his obligatory two hits in, which I think is the maximum for any of these uh, red tights. They're allowed two hits, and that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't notice until I saw this match because I hadn't seen Tataka in a while. Mm-hmm. A lot of his offense is chopped base. Like he always coming from different directions with chops. Yes. And Vince kept making and anytime it was a t- chop, it was a tomahawk chop. Yes. So to further the 
further the Indian gimmick yes. that he has. Picture picture to, of the model says he's going to spray Tatanka with arrogance to get rid of his stench. And I didn't think much of that until later. There was so much racism in this in this entire like perfect was did an extremely racist joke about indians in cars in the front of their yards <laughs> just broken down cars in the front of their yards i was just like oof i miss that one. Oh, uh, yeah there's the tomahawk chop from the second rope uh sets up a fallaway slam to for the win they uh mention he's undefeated yes uh but then i i didn't realize that the picture in picture was foreshadowing models coming out mm-hmm. uh, to disinfect the ring with cologne Yes. And then Tataka taps Martel off the ring apron from behind. <laughs> Just like gives him a little push. And, and, and then there he goes. Um, and then Perfect's doing the typical Indian sneaking up from behind bit. Yes. That was another racist. That I heard. <laughs> yes. Um, Martel calls Tataka out, and um, then Tataka starts doing his like lifting his arms to the spirits and. Yes, yeah, spirit gods. Stop insulting the great Indian people, and he's showing re- yeah. restraint. Yeah. But then tries to chop Martel, and then we, we gets uh, sprayed in the eyes with the arrogance. Oh no, not with the arrogance. Yeah, this this was one of the biggest oversells that I've ever witnessed. Because it, it was, I mean, it was like he had been sprayed with like mace times fifty. The way that he reacted to this stuff. In defense, there is some precedence for this because it blinded like Jake the Snake for like a year, right? He was walking around <laughs> yeah, exactly. with one eye, and then they had the blindfold match. So there is a precedence of uh, yeah arrogance being severely blind-inducing. Like if it hurts your eyes that much, I don't know if I'd be wanting to put it on my body either. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why Martel's wearing the sunglasses. Maybe he can't see either. He can't see because he's been spraying so much of that stuff. Exactly. Martel says he smells much better. The officials are coming down. You got Rene Goulet with his horrible haircut running down. Is that who that was? I thought it was Pat. Well, I saw Monsoon. Monsoon comes down. I thought I thought the one with the, the blonde hair was Patterson. No, well, I don't know which one you're talking about. Rene Goulet has like the the '70s uh, boy haircut. Like that, it almost looks like a bowl cut. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The officials are coming down. Martel then steals Tatanka's ceremonial feathers, disinfects them mm-hmm. first because you know yes, COVID. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts it in his hair and says it's his new fashion trend. He's a trendsetter. He's done a lot. He calls them out. He says he's stinky. I mean, that should be enough because Beverly's are just calling out LOD by calling them sissies. So just call them sissies. Just saying he's stinky should have been enough. Yeah. But uh, no, he comes down, then sprays him with arrogance. That's not enough. He steals his feathers. Yes. Like he's got a lot going on, Martel, on this one. He sprayed him quite a few times too after he hit him the first time. Yeah, he gets him again. He ke- he keeps going after him with the arrogance. This is the second time in the taping that the audience has seen Martel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, here they give him some story. I like this. I, I mean, yes. One thing I miss is the undercard having story. Yes. And that's uh, something you don't really have a lot of. You just have the undercard wrestling indiscriminately, just random people, or, or maybe they're in a feud just because, but there's no real story behind it. No. There's no reason that they're fighting. Uh, here you got two guys way undercard, right? Yeah, and they got a, they got a decent story, uh, and it, yeah, it gave it gave both of them purpose, and it, and you know as a as an audience member back there or back at at that point, you know after seeing 
what Martel does to Tatanka, who is obviously loved by the audience uh, at this point. You just wanted to see him get, you know, his 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 just desserts. Uh, yeah. You know, so they, it, it sets them up for for a match somewhere down the road. Uh, Martel's got the right kind of heat. He isn't like go away. I don't want to see you. He he's got uh, the. Uh, I want to see him getting beaten up. Hit he, he. I like Martel. Martel's character is awesome. Yeah. Here's a guy like when you took a take a look at the two members of Strike Force, right? Yep. Yeah. Martel and, and Tito. Both of them get completely gimmicked up at this era. Yes. Martel's works. <laughs> yeah. And Tito's is the one that should work. He's you know you got a Mexican wrestler who's going to be a matador. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. A little on the nose, but it works <laughs> better than this. Take a Canadian and now make him a model. Yeah. Uh, but like. Martel did more with his and did much better with his goofy gimmick than than Tito did, and I think Tito had a better foundation for his. Yeah, like if I if I was watching this today, I would definitely like Martel better than Matador. Matador would become like a lowly like red type at this point. Yeah, it's like poor Tito, who's a, a former Intercontinental Champion, has turned into the Genetti of the team. Exactly. Uh poor Genetti. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Genetti. <laughs> uh, we're in the event center again, and uh, Mooney, Mooney is saying that Tatanka is getting uh, sent for medical attention. Of course. And a promo from Virgil. Virgil, I didn't realize like he made it this long. Like he had his feud with with DiBiase, and then apparently something happened here with him and Sid. Where he broke his nose? He broke his nose. He was in that, uh, the uh, white nose protector gimmick uh, for a while. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do remember that now. Which I was prepared to see because Mooney brings it out, you know, brings it up that he he got his nose broken. But in this promo, he is, uh, his nose is, is fine. Yeah. He's in good shape, too. He is. Uh, he thanks the fans <laughs> and is going from the bottom straight to the top. Um, he is coming at the top. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's exactly what he said. I, I think he, he tried to correct himself later, but he, yes, his, his first uh, part of the promo, he said, I'm coming at the top. <laughs> I was thinking about this because a lot of these promos, they're either talking over each other or they don't go quite well, or there's a definite glitch in what they say. Mm -hmm. And all of these are like pre-recorded. So either they were just too lazy to do another take or figured it was good enough. It was fine. Or this is actually the best take. With Virgil, I would believe it. <laughs> Maybe it's Pritchard and the crew and they're sitting there going, yeah. it has been 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> this is as good as it's getting. Yes, just just cut it. Just print. Yes, I'm coming at the top. I'm coming so hard at the top. <laughs> <laughs> at the top, there'll be lights and people and and, and, and money. And, money. Uh, <laughs> and they're gonna slay anybody in my way. Like yes. uh, yes. D'Artagnan. To get to the top, you gotta beat a lot of people. <laughs> you gotta slay them. Yes. <laughs> Then we get Shawn Michaels, uh, who is not conceited. He is just the best, and everybody else is jealous. Exactly, which is a perfect promo for this time period. Yeah, one of the few that is uh, geared towards an actual opponent. He's calling out the hitman. Well, he does. He, he only th he throws the hitman in right at the end. Like that could have been a promo for everybody. The hitman, he he says his name like right at the end, right right before he's wrapping it up. 
Like someone's holding up a cue card and frantically yeah. going, Hitman. You, got, you gotta say Hitman. Gotta say Hitman. Doing charades in the back where he's like hitting himself and <laughs> pretending to have the glasses. Or... Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Sean. You forget. You forgetting somebody? Mention the money. Mention the money. We are back from commercial after this with a cold open, and Tatanka is flailing all around. Once again, playing it, playing it up way too hard. He's trying. He's telling them, give him something, give him something, but he won't sit still to for them to give him anything. Right. Like just, just let, just sit there so they can stick the freaking visine in your, in your. Yeah, they're saying they're trying to get drops into his eyes. Yeah, uh, that's where I saw Gorilla, and then when I, I'm looking at the replay earlier on that when they were running to uh, his aid at ringside, it, it was uh, it was yeah, it was Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, it was easier to see him at ringside than it was here. Like you barely see his face, but yeah, you can't miss it. But yeah, he's flailing around. He's selling it like crazy. I don't remember them going to the well with the he's blinded thing like they did with Jake. No, money, 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 money. Best baseline in the history of uh, wrestling theme song. Yes. <laughs> money, money, money. We got uh, tag team champs, Money Inc., and for some reason, Jimmy Hart. With Jimmy Hart, just because. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Our uh, red tights are actually in red tights. We got Ron Cumberland yep. again. He, yes, he's back. And uh, Chris Hahn. I looked up Chris Hahn because Chris Hahn looked like, I was like, is he like. When I first look at him, he looks kind of like Chris Benoit. Mm. You know, if you look at him with without that without the hair. So I looked him up just to see, and he went on to actually do some acting. Oh yeah, he's a wrestler, and he also like he has a whole IMDb page. No kidding. And I was like, it is him because the face looks exactly the same. But I was like, did he become like a, another wrestler later? But now. Like he did wrestle for, I think it was said like 23 years or something like that, but he's got like a whole list of acting credits. Nothing like major, but you know. He looked like Charlie Haas to me. Like he doesn't look, you're not going to mistake him, but he he looked like a Charlie Haas. Yes. Han did, he was in, in the tapings before. He's the guy who fought Repo Man. Oh, okay. That aired two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, And Ron Cumber legends. Yes. lost a flair in the episode that aired the week before. Yes. Um, but Money Incorporated is also wrestling again. This is their second time. Uh, because they were in the taping two weeks ago. They won the squash match. Yep. The audience has absolutely seen every single one of these people before. A lot of repeats, which will probably explain why like it's it seems like the, the energy in the crowd is not, you know, yeah, as as great as it may have been the first couple of episodes. I do remember that when we we're in the Penn State uh, endless taping. Um, yes, where it's like by the second time you saw Triple H, you're like, <laughs> "Oh, it's Triple H again!" And the third time, you're like, "He's back." Maybe it's popcorn time. <laughs> yeah, it's popcorn time. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, IRS does a great uh, promo because he's like, pay your taxes. The million dollar man is tired of supporting you. I love that. Supporting you. But everybody's booing you. Boo, I'm not going to pay my taxes. Boo, you suck. Boo. (laughs) I forgot how fast and vicious Mike Rotunda is. Like, IRS is awesome. Yeah, man. He was great. Uh, He is really good. Uh, Jimmy Hart's being Jimmy on on the outside just... Yeah. I don't even know why he's there. DiBiase, he is as smooth as someone like Randy Orton is now. Mm-hmm. Picks him up, slams him like it's nothing. Uh, and 
IRS looks vicious. I, I love this tag team. I thought it made sense. Both of these guys were like at their best here. And in, in the age of gimmicks, this this is one that that certainly worked between the two of them. And they both were great wrestlers. Loved it. Rotunda comes off the top rope with a punch to the chest, and it looks like what a big guy would do. He's kind of like not quite up there, but up there enough where he's just giving himself momentum to punch the guy. Yeah. Awesome. Loved it. Uh, IRS gets the win. He does. Which I had to go back to uh, their first match to see how they ended the match there. They ended that one with a million-dollar dream. So they're like trading off who gets to finish off the opponent. That makes them both still seem strong. During the match, Perfect's talking about the uh, disasters with uh, Vince. Uh, Perfect's again questioning the intelligence of the natural disasters. Yeah, because since they're such big guys, they're dummies. <laughs> they can't possibly be smart being that big. I'm wondering if that's like what they were trying to, if that's how they were trying to make the match believable. So you have like these guys that weigh 800,000 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going against two normal size guys in, you know, wrestling terms. They're, they're big, but they're not humongous. So sure. how do you make the tag team champions look like there's a possibility that they can beat the disasters? So I guess they're just like dropping seeds that, yeah, they're big, but they're not that smart. And these guys are smarter. So even though they're small, they could probably still beat them. Uh, that's my guess. Okay. That makes sense. I, you know, it, it makes for good, good, uh, good banter back and forth between Vincent and, and Perfect. Definitely. I was wondering where the Coliseum video WrestleMania eight promos were. Cause the last two weeks we had like real big commercials for it, but we're in a new month now. So maybe they're backing off. I, yeah, I think they're starting to, they're starting to move. Well, what will be the next major show after this SummerSlam, I guess. SummerSlam. Yeah. Not for a while. So, so yeah. So they, I guess they had a, you know, they need a little bit of time because WrestleMania is obviously the big one. You need a little bit of time to let that kind of settle so they can start moving on to, what they want to do for SummerSlam. We do get Coliseum video recap of the Macho Man winning the title from Ric Flair. They show uh, the aftermath of the match. Match is over. Macho's won. Which, by the way, I love the Macho Gold outfit with the Winged Eagle belt. Like, he won it with that. Um, <laughs> yes. And I think this was the first time I had ever heard the Fink do the and once again. And once again. Uh, when Macho won the title, uh, he announced him and once again. Yeah. Uh, World Wrestling Federation champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, they show Rick kissing Elizabeth and uh, Macho going nuts. Of course. Uh, but they also show a replay of Macho cheating with a handful of tights for the win. And I forgot he had done that. I forgot he won by cheating. Yes. Well, I because they they were coming up to the the live interview, so I think that was that was kind of the basis of the live interview because you know Gene was going to grill him on that. Right. Gene was going to hit him with the hard hitting questions on why he had to cheat to win. So uh, they they had to, I guess, uh, show that portion of the match at that point because they hadn't shown it up to that point. I didn't know he, he cheated to win. They didn't even mention it. Like uh, you would have thought that, you know, like uh, uh, Perfect was would be up there, you know, as, as a commentator say, you know, he cheated, he cheated, he cheated for the last two weeks. Yeah, especially in, in any of the promos or the flare match. They never even brought it up. Yeah. Uh, Not even once. Out comes Macho uh, with Pomp and Circumstance for an interview with uh, Mean Gene. A real Pomp and Circumstance once again. 
Yeah. This you know what I never liked <laughs> I didn't like the ooh yeah before it when they started adding that. No. And I oh I never liked any of the rock version. No, 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 no. No. This is the only good version. So, you know, we've been playing uh music for a while and yeah. we've been to a zillion graduations or have had to perform in a zillion graduations or conduct a zillion graduations and they always just take uh-huh. the uh middle section of pop and circumstance what they use for the macho man stuff yeah the chromatic scale that gets you there <laughs> i always thought was awesome yeah and i didn't know it was part of the piece until i actually heard the the full march Yes. Uh, but that, that lead in, I love. Yeah. But you didn't need the ooh, yeah. You had a chromatic scale. You can't top a chromatic scale. He's got every note. <laughs> Gene calls the cheating bending the rules because, uh, you know, Savage is a good guy. Yes, he can't, he can't be a cheater. Macho says, uh, Flair's an underhanded cheater. So uh, I guess he's saying I had to cheat because he was going to cheat. He was going to cheat anyway. You know, this is how you beat a cheater. <laughs> You cheat. Yeah. <laughs> There's a certain nobility in uh, stooping to his level here. Exactly. Yes. I stoop to his level. Therefore, I am the good guy. Yeah. Because he was going to do it anyway. He was going to do it. He was, but I got to it first because I'm the better man. <laughs> yeah. I'm the better cheater. I'm a better cheater than Mr. Flair. He's he's mad about the kiss to Liz, uh, which uh, we're actually not too far away from their real-life divorce, if it hasn't already happened. Exactly. Uh, Macho challenges Flair for a rematch. So he's like, uh, this the the champion will challenge the challenger. Yes, which is always awesome. Which you know, it, well, yeah, exactly, because it you know it it extends the life of of the feud, mm-hmm. you know, by by what they did at at uh, WrestleMania. It's because it could have been usually WrestleMania is like the payoff of everything, and then they move on to some other feud. But this extended the life of that feud, and it it made it even more heated. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> the commercial but still to come warrior versus skinner mm-hmm. another battle of the er skinner <laughs> so there you go uh, unfortunately we come back to commercial to a crush promo oh god these are so god awful this isn't as bad as the milk one but it's close yeah we're tuning into a fake super eight film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh kid crush accidentally crushes the baseball he was gonna throw oh, that's so unfortunate and here's where crush gets a little weird like he's he says now that i'm in the wwf he's not playing games anymore and i'm just like are we supposed to forget that for like a year he was part of demolition he was part of demolition yeah he had the face paint and everything but now he's doing his own thing now that i'm in the wwf you've been there you've you've been there you were that you were there <laughs> you're a half-assed tag team champion you didn't really win the belt but you had it i mean you mm-hmm. you're not new is what i'm saying not at all every single one of these promos is making me hate this guy even more yeah just it didn't work it didn't work you're a big douche <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could kick my ass, but you're still a big douche. <laughs> Just be a monster. Yeah. Your name is Crush. It's not. It's not hug and kiss. It's Crush. Crush, by the way, doesn't sound like like a, a baby face name. Nothing about him should have been baby face. Yeah, because he well, he was part of Demolition, so he had Axe Smash. Right, which are but and they were bad guys to start. They eventually became you know baby faces, but they were they were heels to start. They ended as heels. Yeah, and Crush, you know, just that the name just kind of goes along with that. They should have brought him in as a heel. They should have changed the music to have all three of their names in there. Yeah, how would that go? 
<laughs> here, come, here comes the axe. And here comes the smasher and crush. <laughs> yeah, a little hype man in the back. <laughs> and crush. Help me, my man, crush right here. <laughs> oh, little yeah. tiny guy. Little yeah. tiny guy. And crush. And crush. <laughs> you know what? That I would have respected him more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the red tights in red show up. We got Tom Bennett and Dwayne Gill is back. Gilbert. Oh, see, now that you now that you pointed it out, I, I looked at him. I was like, oh, yeah, there's Gilbert with his blonde hair. Yeah. Second time we're seeing these guys. Uh, out comes Owen Hart. Yeah. In his uh, fluorescent hammer pant taxi driver outfit. OK, so this this is where I have a problem because they're they're high flyers, right? Yes. Now. As high flyers, you would think that they would wear like regular tights. Like you think about like the high flyers, like uh, uh, the rockers, um, like they had tassels and everything, but it was tights. Yes. Okay. They had uh, um, even um, um, the one we were talking about before, uh, Martel and, and Tito Santana. Like they were, they were fast moving and everything. Tights. So I think the, the tights like accentuate like the high you know, the high moves that you're going to do. So why put somebody in these big baggy hammer clown pants <laughs> to to do like, because Owen's an awesome wrestler and he's doing like all these high flying moves off the, off the ropes and everything. Uh, and even like Coco didn't have like, Coco didn't have big baggy pants on. He he gets them. Wardrobe hasn't caught up to him yet. Like this is their <laughs> this is their debut. But uh, Coco will eventually don the the ha the hammer pants. Oh, they're so awful! It doesn't it doesn't make sense with a high flying group. That's what I'm saying. Because like it, you know, there's wind resistance there. I mean, that's the point. You're a high flyer. You need parachute pants. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can have wind resistance. You're going to kind of do those flips and all of a sudden the pants are going to go. <laughs> and it's just going to stop you in midair. <laughs> Look, I, I know a night where Owen Hart could have used a parachute pants. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Too soon? But yes, he could. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> okay. All right. All I'm saying is, yes, there's, there's there's wind resistance with parachute pants. I mean, they're a little bit more kinetic. They do, I mean, it's kind of like the, you know, why why do superheroes have capes? There's no reason except that, you know, when, you, when you're drawing them, in order to show motion, you gave them something flowy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only reason to do flowy on a high flyer is just to see it move through the wind. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't make a lick of sense. If you're trying to leapfrog, people and do flip it yeah it seems like it would get in the way right the crotch of your pants by your knees just doesn't seem like it'd be good yeah <laughs> um, no but uh, unless he needs that <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe, maybe he just needs the room they, you know, he's called the rocket i mean uh, they don't have their own music yet because they're coming out to the coco's music i think i'm pretty yes, sure they did come out of coco's music because they were doing the they were doing the bird before. Yeah, yeah, Frankie. Did you ever see that? Uh, they had this. I don't remember the name of it. They had this documentary where they're following um, the guys who are very much like that movie, The Wrestler. Like they just can't give it up. They're going on indies and they're they're making nothing, but they they still just can't stay. They can't stop being on the road. Sure. Uh, and they have um, 
they had Coco and he's still going on the road and he's like, I'll keep on dragging this bird out there. And not too long after that aired, uh, there was a house fire and Frankie died in the house fire. Oh my God. And when he was inducted in the hall of fame, he had a fake Frankie. He had like a wooden Frankie. That's scary. Uh, and then <laughs> I think he eventually got a replacement Frankie, but yeah, Frankie died, Wow. which is uh, um, like those birds literally last forever. They're like 80 year old birds, but Frankie. Yeah. They're, they're long lasting birds. He did not make it. Oh, poor Frankie. R.I.P. Frankie. Yeah. You know, we were talking about how many of these guys are still really alive. Uh, Frankie, not one of them. <laughs> we could put him up on the chalkboard as another. I'll count him as a wrestler. There is a pair of twin Mylar cougars in the audience that they cut to. Like these. Uh, They're in Mylar, and they're just very excited to see Coco beware and Owen Hart. Is oh, goodness. And they keep on cross-cutting back and forth between Coco and middle-aged women in the crowd <laughs> that are just crazy about him. So Maybe that's, you know, that's Coco's thing, you know? <laughs> once you go bird, you... Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, the bird is the word. I got to totally agree with you, though. Owen, How Owen Hart's outfit in this era is my least favorite wrestling costume of all time. Oh, it's awful. Absolutely awful. I don't know... Any, I mean, even the Mantar, oh. even Shockmaster, Shockmaster, no, all of those better than Owen Hart's outfit. The suspenders, I mean, the the, the cummerbund, it just it's so bad. I will have to agree with you. Yeah, he just looked like a clown. <laughs> he could have been like Doink's, you know, younger brother. Yeah, it really, it, it's it's terrible. It's it's everything about the '90s all at once. And very bad. Yeah. Uh, Vince says Tatanka's doing well. Perfect interjects with some mild racism. Of course. The man who will be Gilberg is in an armbar, armbar reverse armbar war with Owen Hart. Yes. Owen is uh, so much better than like everybody else in the company. Oh, yeah. Like just, just this armbar flipping out of it, flipping into it. Yeah. Flipping out, flipping into it, yeah. Looking at him, and after like two weeks of looking at everybody else, Owen Hart literally looks like he's from the future. Yes. He looks like he has come from 10 years ahead yeah. with what he's doing in the ring. He's doing all sorts of high-flying moves that they, they at that point you hadn't seen, you hadn't really seen from anyone, you know, not even a lot of the high-flyers at that point. Yeah, he's, it's, he's crazy good. Yeah. And I didn't really respect it at the time, like – Owen Hart never really did anything. You didn't know what you were watching. I really didn't. He was that far ahead of everybody. Yeah. Picture in picture of high energy introducing themselves. Mm -hmm. They uh, don't really have a rhythm yet. They're talking over each other. And uh, yeah, the promo was not good. They keep on saying high energy and uh, we're, we're coming at you. We are coming at you. Yes, you are. Coming at you. We're high energy. We're coming at you. High energy. We're, we're, yes. High energy. We're, we're high energy. <laughs> we're coming at you. We're coming at you. Coming at you. We're, here we come. Here, here we come. We're coming. We're coming high with energy. <laughs> we're high energy. With energy. <laughs> at you. Yeah. There we go. That's it. That's the, uh, that, that was it. Full transcription. Coco doesn't look bad. He just looks a little older than. 
you know, everybody else. He's 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 staying more on the ground than I remember Coco being. Yeah, but they end with the they end with the double flying drop kicks. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You can synchronize that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Owen's the one really flying around. Uh besides the the drop kick, I don't really see Coco going up. Yeah, he's no. He doesn't say what bird he is. I mean, he could be a, a ground bird. He could be like the, <laughs> he's an ostrich. Coco be ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he runs really fast, but don't ask him to fly. Perfect is in full mild racism today. He's calling uh, Coco, uh, calling Coco buckwheat from the Little Rascals. Oh man! Oof. All four men are in while they do the uh, double drop kick, which doesn't look bad. Yeah. Yeah. Owen has to just find somebody to pin, <laughs> and. One of my favorite things of the night, while Owen is pinning uh, Dwayne Gill, yes, Coco is dancing on the other guy. <laughs> dancing on the other guy in the corner, yes. I noticed that. Standing on his chest, dancing on him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's high energy. <laughs> yeah, that is high energy. That's a high energy move right there. If I was in a group called High Energy, I would dance on a man's chest. <laughs> we get the replay of the double drop kick uh vince comes on to plug the wbf championships here it comes again uh you can still get tickets from Ticketmaster because the number is still on the screen it didn't blur it out so i'm half tempted to call Please. uh yeah. uh call and see what happens we should call and try to get tickets they're still trying to make their money back like, <laughs> <laughs> they need it bad they need a bed. Yes, will somebody please go? Please. Uh, we don't get an ad for Body Stars. No, this one is narrated by Sean Mooney. Right. Through the entire thing. And then he says something that just does not make sense to me at all. To like the tagline that he puts at the end of it. Did you catch that? Was it uh, the iron alone or man? Yes. Man does not live by iron alone. This is true. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree. <laughs> but what does that have to do with body body star i don't know like they, because they pump iron you know? pumping iron you just can't live with it you just can't do that but that's what they're doing yes <laughs> it didn't it didn't make sense like who wrote that line you know sean mooney didn't write that line he didn't come up with that line vince is probably back there saying this is the line you're gonna say say this man does not live by iron alone uh, vince's little you know fun and fashion thing from last week was better than that yeah because at least that had some alliteration and some, some poetry to it. Out comes Skinner, uh, looking gross. Yes. So this is uh, his second time at this taping. His music by Crickets. Yes, Crickets coming out. It's like you're you're already bored by him. Yes. Before he kind of comes out, there's yes. Crickets. It doesn't make it. Yeah, when Crickets, it's boring. Right. For somebody. So. Why would you play crickets? <laughs> I, I guess to give the, the swamp feel. He's from the bayou. No, I, I just, uh, I guess I'm going to be bored. <laughs> I'm going to be bored by, by Skinner. It doesn't take long. We get simple crashes of power chords, and uh, here comes mm -hmm. uh, the soccer mom haircut version of the warrior, the ultimate Karen. Oh, the ultimate Karen. <laughs> Crowd's going nuts. They're happy to see him. We got uh, everybody going. Yes. He's... he's He's channeling the power. He's, he's doing everything that the Ultimate Warrior always ever did. Didn't take much. Uh, Skinner's, no, he spits tobacco in the Warrior's face, which uh, Warrior no, no sells that at all. Nothing. That was really, really disgusting, by the way. <laughs> he spit it twice. Dude, the one looked like he almost spit it on the crowd. 
Uh, yeah, he does. Almost. Uh, scoop slam Skinner twice. Mm-hmm. Warrior uh, tosses Skinner into uh, two turnbuckles. The second time he throws him in head first, and that's when Skinner sprays all the tobacco towards the crowd, like a Gallagher show or like a uh, something out of SeaWorld. Yes. Oh, God. Do they, do they tell the front row to bring plastic bags? Why are they handing out ponchos for the Skinner match? <laughs> just trust just, us. Just you trust want us. It. Hold this. <laughs> yeah um his uh, uh um i mean ultimate war we know was not a great wrestler but his just move set was so now looking back on it there is nothing to it no a couple of scoop slams a lot of clotheslines yeah a lot of like clotheslines that that his opponent would just have to sell the crap out of to make them look like they were more intense than they actually were and then it's like a shoulder block. Yeah, that was it. Two yeah. clotheslines, two right hands, a uh, flying tackle. And his finishing move is a splash. It was set up with the gorilla press. Yeah, but he I don't think he even did the gorilla press on this one. He didn't. And I was wondering if, no. like, he's smaller now and Skinner's not really a tiny guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he just couldn't, couldn't lift him up or maybe, you know, Skinner's... Skinner is somebody, and I forget who he was, and I yeah, and I didn't do the research. Yeah, he's he's been in a couple of things. I I did look him up last week, but I can't I can't remember it off the top of my head. But he went like after I think it was after the Skinner gimmick. He went to like WCW and did like a couple of. Um, he was in a tag team that was that was fairly popular uh, for a little while. But yeah, it could have been just like you're not picking me up, dude. Yeah, I'm old. I'm not. It doing It could have been one of these. Yeah, um, it could have been. So, or you know, we got we got a thinner warrior. Maybe he's like, I don't know if I can get him up. I don't know if I can lift him over my head and, and drop him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's not that much smaller. He's getting bigger by the week. Uh, yeah. He doesn't look like how he came out in WrestleMania eight. He was really. Mm-hmm really lean then but now he's starting to bulk up again but yeah i noticed no gorilla press just did the uh just the splash which does did, does not have the effect if you don't have the gorilla press right um but you know there he is we got the warrior back ish threw him out of the ring which is also a heel move to do <laughs> they throw skinner out of the ring after the after the match is over said like, get out of here so i can pose <laughs> yeah warrior <laughs> must pose yes <laughs> cutting to sean mooney he is uh commenting on uh the warrior skinner match mm-hmm. as if he had seen it yeah <laughs> like, no uh, he clearly didn't Cuts to the beverly brothers promo uh they say they're undefeated and then something unintelligible about legion of doom well no this is i actually i i appreciated this this promo first of all the genius starts at this time he just doesn't come in at the end and say and that goes for you too ellering at the end which was totally stupid um no he comes in and and starts saying something about uh um Paul Ellering and um, like iodine or something like that. I don't know if it was iodine. Yeah, but, uh, that was that was kind of weird. But at least it was like a, a nudge, you know, a, a real part of the promo from him. And then they the the Beverly Brothers they like they dropped they, or I don't know if they dropped it, but they didn't they didn't do the sissy angle. No, they they actually had like a better angle on this. It's like you know you were undefeated, you guys are undefeated, but you're letting it get to your heads you know, that you're undefeated and, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to take you off that, off that pedestal, which I was like, okay, 
that that makes sense as a promo. That's way better than the sissy angle. I still I'm still trying to figure out what they're trying to be. Yeah. Are they wizards? Are they <laughs> They're Beverly Wizards. They're wizards with fashion. Well, I mean the Beverly brothers, they should have a fashion gimmick or a uh, or a rich guy. They come like Beverly. Yeah. Money, Beverly Hills, fashion just totally full of themselves. Yeah. But they they look like Siegfried and Roy. I don't yeah. get it. I don't understand what they're trying to be. Shooting star tights. Oh man, and they're so good. I wish they had something else. Just yeah. different outfits. Different outfits. They don't even need a gimmick. There's no gimmick there. That's the problem. There's no gimmick mm-hmm. to whatever they're wearing. Like there's nothing tying it together. Yeah. Sergeant Slaughter cuts a promo. Uh he thanks the fans. Thanks the fans. And is uh Going to the top. Going to the top. He's going to be the Mountie to get there. Right. But then he calls out Ric Flair and Sid. Yeah, he calls out other people, but he calls out the Mountie first. So I think they're they're building to a to a Mountie match there with Slaughter, maybe, which would make sense because, you know, two two guys of authority going at each other. He wants the championship, apparently. Um, he guess he forgot he had it. He just had it. Um, you remember? You were bad. The best part about him winning that belt was when he won it, it was that lavender title belt oh no he's there mr iraqi i've turned on my country i've defeated the ultimate warrior and i have the title yes and he's making a big deal as this lavender belt like (laughs) guys in tights fighting over belts yeah (laughs) mooney makes fun of sarge's chin before cutting to commercial uh and uh we're done that's it that was it that was a quick episode yeah like I was, I was watching through, and I was like taking my notes on it and everything. I was like, "Wait a minute, it's already over!" And I looked at the the time stamp, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah that was it. That was an hour. Well, it was forty five minutes, you know, without the commercials." Overall thoughts? A lot of, a lot of, I, and I told you this before. A lot of repetition. Like we're still, we're still being introduced to these characters. We're still you know, learning about different ones. Like we got introduced to Papa Shango this week. We got introduced to High Energy, uh, even though I believe we had seen Owen Hart before this. Yeah, he had, he did a promo. Yeah, he did a promo by himself and then they immediately threw him in a threw him in a tag team. Um, but, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of feelers out here and there. Like when they're, when they're talking about various wrestlers, they're, they're not just always attaching them to one name they're they're throwing a bunch of different names out for for various wrestlers so there's a lot of feelers out to try and you know uh, pick up a pulse on what's going to stick uh with some of these um uh some of these feuds that they're trying to build here i guess oh what i would assume is leading towards uh, SummerSlam or some type of like main event thing that they're going to do before SummerSlam. This was like a, a big house show era. I wonder if their opponents were deliberately interchangeable. Like, all right, so we got Sarge, but uh, Mounty isn't here, mm-hmm. but uh, he's been calling out these other two people. Mm-hmm. One of them is here. So Let's do that. maybe uh, the undercard had multiple feuds available to them. Yes. Like maybe, all right, well, you're going to be on the B tour and, um, warrior so we got papa shango for you but if you are if you're headlining the a tour we got you with sid Mm -hmm. and maybe there was just the ability to to kind of swap people in and out like parts i don't know i'm speculating but (laughs) that's what we do on the show that's right 
because we weren't there and yeah i'm not going to read uh, the wrestling observer yeah money inc and high uh, high energy were like highlights to me because i forgot how good rotundo was and yes uh, how good owen is i mean owen really looked like he was from a different time period yes that would be that would be i don't know if that ever becomes a match but high energy versus money inc somewhere down the line could be a good match. oh God, i hope so hope oh that'd be great yeah like the stories uh where you had the, the model and tatanka you know you got I mean, they need more of that. They need more of like the 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 run-ins, I guess. At this point, they don't have the run-ins. I always enjoy the run-ins. Mm-hmm. Like they they're doing a lot of the promo against promo type thing right now, whereas they don't have a lot of the run-ins like they had. So that I would consider that a not really a run-in, but you know, showing more of the feud in front of the crowd. Uh, um, segments once they start doing more of that i think that'll get more interesting but i think there's still just a lot of introduction of characters at this point so they need the promos for that so uh right now we're three weeks in and we have our feuds are macho flair sid hogan but hogan doesn't seem to be around so possibly sid warrior sid warrior and then yeah i think it's gonna be sid warrior but you got papa shango kind of back there just in case Mm -hmm. as the interchangeable guy you got Money Inc. Disasters. Beverly's LOD. Model Tatanka. Brett and Sean. Brett and Sean. So we're starting to like get a card going. Yeah. Best match? Um, this was a toss up for me because I really, I like the Money Inc. match just because I like, uh, I think, uh, um, you know, as we had said before, uh, IRS and, and uh, DiBiase just are awesome wrestlers. They can make anybody, you know, they can wrestle with a broomstick, I think it's called, uh, and make a broomstick look good. Um, and then, but I also liked even, I liked the big boss man match just because I thought, you know, for, for being a big guy, I thought big boss man could move and his moves, like even the, even the one that we talked about, like, it still looks like his moves hurt somebody. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it works with his gimmick. Um, so those were my two favorites it was kind of a toss-up between those two yeah i had trouble pinning one down too because the bossman match i like because again when i see a move i've never seen before like sarge's belly breaker which yes. i've never seen before <laughs> since bossman spinning that guy around by his head yeah into the mat mm-hmm. it looked like that looked like he, he would kill the guy he was like yeah uh i think the best match really was was high energy basically the best match was owen hart yeah, just jumping around. Yeah, you had good wrestling on this card. It's good technical wrestling. My red tight of the week has to be a, a Tom Bennett for getting danced on <laughs> by Coco Beware. Nice, nice. My my red tight of the week is Red Tyler. I'm becoming a fan of Red Tyler. <laughs> of Red Tyler? Yes, because I'm I'm afraid I'm afraid we might be past the Barry Horowitz stage. Like Barry Horowitz was more of the '80s red tight. And I don't know if we're going to see too much of him. Yeah, it can't be. So I want to see more Red Tyler at this point. Here's why I know we're going to have some Horowitz. We, yeah. Jim Ross isn't part of the company, and he was the one that was screaming, Horowitz wins! Horowitz wins! <laughs> so okay. we're, we're due. He'll, he'll be here. Okay, okay. Well, if, uh, until he's here, Red Tyler is my new favorite. <laughs> Main event uh, for next week is going to be uh, Sergeant Slaughter versus rick flair i feel like there will be some shenanigans going along with that perfect will get involved i think that would have been a great match 20 years earlier 
Yeah. That sounds like a match from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get promos from both. Flair has a huge blading cut on his head that wasn't there when we saw him re- wrestle. So I don't know when they cut this promo. Yeah. But he he didn't have that gigantic scab from WrestleMania 8, I'm assuming, uh, when he came out for uh, the match. So I don't know when they cut this, but it was a while ago. Yeah. Well, there we go. We are done another episode. All right, man. Uh, looking forward to the next Saturday morning superstars. Very cool. And we still don't have a tagline. That's good shit. That's good shit. <laughs> right there. That's good shit. All right. <laughs> All right.